Welcome to the 10th episode of the Music Producer Burrito. Uh, the track you guys just heard is called I'm Here by an Ireland-based music producer called On Route. Uh, some awesome Deep House vibes there. Charlie, what'd you, how'd you feel? How, how was the track? Did it give you the goosebumps? Yeah, it was an interesting one. I think, oh, just to just to clarify, people over here and in Ireland would probably call it en route, but it's don't en worry route. about your American accent, dude. <laughs> en route. En route. En route. En route. No route, en route. Right, okay. So, yeah, the track, no, it was it was a nice track. It was a nice track, like like a chill-out type of track, I'd say. Like, it's, you know, they had the, the nice deep house vibes, but some of that I would just, you know, relax out to just have on in the background. If I'm, we were talking about what tracks we might have on when you're gaming and stuff. Well, this one would be one when I'm playing my city builders, like Summer Chill, <laughs> and I'd have a listen to this sort of track uh, through that. It'd be interesting to know, like, the vocals in the track. Is that him too, or is that something that he's obtained uh, from elsewhere? But uh, re- in regards to that track, yeah, no, it's a it's a good track. Um, do I think? things could be improved i think there's always a way to improve music especially when you when you look at your own music like when you make a track two months later you're like oh i could have done that better this better and what have you right but as it goes no it's a good track it's interesting um it's interesting as it's something that i would actually listen to but it wouldn't be something i'd be jumping up and down to but i don't think that's the vibe <laughs> this guy was going for with this track what about you uh, i liked it you know i'm I'm more into producing the similar, same kind of style of music. Uh, the vocal chopping fit well. The, the overall vibe of the track, you know, it had the, the deepness to it. Uh, you could hear the, the arpeggiator flutter in the background. Um, the build-up, the structure, it was all there. Uh, doesn't have that many views on SoundCloud. But, you know, that's okay. Underrated producer trying to make his name a name for himself. So be sure to check him out. He's got a YouTube and a SoundCloud, and that's En Route. And the track you just heard again was called I'm Here. Uh, I really liked it. That's something I would put in my CD player and jam. I'd throw that in my sets, actually, or on my phone. I got a lot of similar music on my phone. And I... And that'd be sweet if that was him singing, but I feel like it was uh, some vocals he chopped up and threw effects to or even got them from a some kind of a pack or something. There's a lot of amazing stuff out there for in packs, like vocal chops. Speaking of that, it is a common problem producers have in the music production world, in my opinion, is trying to find vocals for their song or trying to connect with someone to do vocals. So maybe we can talk about, like, since you're kind of a vocalist, how is it vice versa? Like, I feel like it's hard for me to find vocals, you know, not have having my name out there. So just contacting someone and asking them, hey, can you sing over my track? And sometimes I get ignored or maybe they don't like it or they actually, or maybe the other way around, like they'll want to actually do the track together like I mean, how hard is it for you to find yourself a producer you produce yourself but yeah for me when it comes to um trying to get to work with another producer with like me putting down vocals it's more of a concern with what they're going to do with my vocals rather than finding those people because i think it's easier for a vocalist to find someone who makes music that wants to work with you than the other way around right. Like before I started using doing vocals myself and I was trying to find vocals for my music, 
it was a lot more difficult to be able to get I mean yeah you can go online you can get loops and stuff that are they are royalty free or you can pay for loops and stuff that have got vocals in them but if you want something like unique and original that you can use and then put out as an original piece that's hard because you you're trying to find the person that's willing to work with you and a lot of vocalists like to charge per recording right. like they want you to pay them money to have a, which I don't I think is better to have a collaboration deal where you earn half the royalties or something yeah. close to that and because if the track works out then you're going to be making money forever basically as long as this track's going to keep streaming you'll make an income and i get it that i would rather work with people that i know is are going to look after my voice in the track than um just charge people a flat rate just to put my vocals on there because you can have really nice vocals and i've seen this in remix competitions even on spinning remix competitions when i've been in part of them when people have done a remix of the vocals and they make the singer sound like a pile of shit because they've not understood like even some people might not understand the t- type of key that um the key that the uh music should be in to to complement the vocals so i think a lot of the problem with vocalists is don't damage my voice yeah do you know what I mean? Like a lot of beat makers that make music for rap people, what they don't want is their beats to sound really bad because the rapper's poor or the rapper's not putting enough time and attention into actually the sound of the track. Because um, I've heard a lot of nice rap beats on the background and you just got this guy who sounds distorted, screaming shit down the microphone, not realising he's sort out his mix levels and stuff like that. So yeah, those are the problems. I mean, obviously, like me and you are working on a track. I've sent you vocals. Um, you're doing the music side of it, as in the producing side of the music, and I'm just saying it, I've sent you the vocals, and you know what kind of things we've been discussing. Yeah. I'm never happy with my <laughs> vocals. I'm like, no, no, do this, do that, do this, because I'm like really like cautious of not sounding bad on the vocal end, and you're like, no, your vocals sound good, but I think it's the same with collaborating just with music. It, you have an idea of how you want to sound. I mean, <clears throat> but butting heads is, is going to happen. Like, I've butt heads before it's with... Yeah, to do that, with with other vocalists, you just gotta learn to, you know, handle it nicely and <laughs> don't, um, yeah. don't say ah fuck. Well, it, the I'm best not. best outcome is to come to a mutual conclusion. Yeah. You don't want to to waste your time. Do um, you? um, but no, what do you think? Is it difficult to find vocalists? What's the struggle that you have? I, oh, there's a couple answers to that. Um, I mean, if if you have a well enough of a following. You know, on social media or other songs, lots of plays and all that, the stats to show. I'm sure it probably comes quite easy for vocalists to agree on a, a collaboration yeah. and finding a vocalist. But for me, I'm casually getting my name out there, just making, you know, f- friends along the way. I'm just trying not to make it all about business. And uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it is tough. I think a couple people, I got lucky. I found their stuff on SoundCloud. And they didn't have much of a following, and I thought they were amazing, so I sent them a message. And sure enough, I've met a couple friends, produced a track with Rako Vicky. Uh, he did vocals over one of my yeah. songs. Um, he was and cool. then in the Facebook group, there's some <coughs> artists in there that sing, so contacted them. But Well, that's the other side of it. Like You can contact people that you come across on SoundCloud or Spotify or whatever. Yeah. But what's useful about Facebook groups like the one we've got on on Facebook <laughs> um, is that you can find people that are in there that are vocalists or that at least know somebody who's a vocalist or work with someone and when you get a recommendation when someone recommends you f- to a vocalist um, say for example you've worked with a vocalist and you've had a, like Rico Vicky for example and then you say to them that oh you should work with Charlie England I think that you two make a good track he's gonna work with me because he's already had a good experience yeah. with you 
So that is also really useful about, you know, when you're saying about building, making friends and building that network. It's very useful for that sort of side of things. What what would you say is the... What would you do... If you were a vocalist, what would you... Because this is what vocalists don't, won't understand. I, I got the benefit of being able to produce music. Like, I started producing music before I started doing vocal stuff. So I get the both ends of each... The, both sides of the story. So what I'm saying is, as a music producer... What can a vocalist do to make your life easier? Because a lot of vocalists they don't understand the the music side of things. Like I know that you had, I won't mention any names, but you had someone that you worked with not that long ago, uh, maybe last year, two years ago, where um, that vocalist was just not understanding the structure of what you were trying to do with the track and the structure that they wanted just didn't fit. <sighs> so what would you advise vocalists? If you were a vocalist, what would you do to make a producer's life better? That's probably a better way to put it. Listen to the producer. <laughs> Tr- trust your producer. No, I, I don't know. That just it's fifty-fifty. You know, like from my standpoint, being the producer, I would like mm. like the vocalist to send me her vocal stems. Like if they want to do their own effects and whatnot with the reverb and and whatever, you know, be my guest. But also send me a dry version of the vocals as well so i can maybe play around with or maybe come up with something better or incorporate you know both the vocals or maybe i want to pitch it or or something like that without the reverb on it or uh make sure you're singing in the same key of the track you know that's a that's a big one too and i don't know it's that i've been having a hell of a problem with ableton's warp mode function you know me and you got this problem with you sending me the vocals. He, <laughs> Charlie uses FL for people who are listening, and I use Ableton. So he's sending me his vocal stems to put over the instrumental that I made for for him. And for some reason, when I drop him in Ableton, it automatically warps him, and it warps him out of alignment and out of sync. And mm-hmm. and I can't, for the love of God, figure it out. I'm over here trying to manually warp it. And Yeah, I think... I think it is a problem on my exporting end. Uh, there's something about the quality of the export. Because Mr. Country, when we had him on episode 8, he was talking about what he probably thought what he thought the problem was. So what I need to do is export that out yeah. again in the settings that he recommended and then send them over to you. But it was interesting when you said about reverb because we've had many discussions about the reverb on my, vo- on my vocals that I've sent you. And it's right, when you say, like, send send the wet and send the dry, I sent you dry vocals and then you can add your reverb that will fit your track better so it ends up coming out mm. nice sounding nicer now the only difference the only issue that i had with making this track with you is that i wanted to use less auto-tune no, but you I like the more, auto-tune yeah. sound <laughs> i was like i like my voice dry dry does that make sense like because as a vocalist i don't want i started off with auto-tune just to find my way around what melody i was gonna do if it was just me working on my own i but wouldn't then- but then that's where we go back to suggestion number one: the listen to your listen, listen to your producer. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, in, in the end, mutual agreement. Did we share that track to the group? I think we um, did, didn't we? Yeah. What did people say about the, the? They didn't mention anything to do with the vocals if they preferred it auto tune or not, did they? We didn't really get much of a response on that. Can that was the, the main well, the problem is, is you post. chucked it into a music, you chucked it into a producer network. So what happened was everyone was giving you producer tips of what to do with your mix, what to do with the structure of the song. Maybe add some horns over here. Maybe do that. So that's the kind of feedback you got. Whereas um, maybe if you chucked it into a vocal group, 
that vocalist group they might come out with you know get a new vocalist <laughs> but yeah. no it, it, when you said to me about the autotune like go heavy on the autotune and, and use that um, and then when we had a couple of other people I think a couple of, a couple of your friends were mentioning it and they're saying no no the autotune works better sounds not that my voice sounds shit it's just for that type of track like for example what's his name man T-Pain there's some tracks that he does that need oh, autotune because it won't have the same effect yeah. as it without autotune not that he can't say he can sing fine like I've heard many of his songs where he sings absolutely fine but there's certain tracks that you want auto-tune in there just because of that, that vibe that it gives off. It's it's amazing, though, to, to see half of the famous singers in the world, uh, how shit they sound with no effects added to their yeah, more than their half, vocals. man. I think well, the problem is <laughs> music <laughs> standards gone up so much, and obviously right. whoever the first pe- set of people were that started using auto-tune and other types of vocal effects to make the voice come out clearer... They and certain things with pitch, some people just lower the pitch, some males will lower the pitch slightly of the voice in the track. So, when you listen to a track and you hear it, that is the best you'll ever hear that voice ever in that in your headphones. And then that's why a lot of people, when they go live and they listen to people live, they're like, What the hell? That doesn't sound like what I remember this voice sounding like. Or, you know, they might use auto tune or effects on the microphone. Um, but I mean, I don't mind it. That's not my, 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 the whole thing we'd always say, like, if it sounds good at the end of the day, what's it matter? But what I don't like is them pretending they don't use anything. Like, don't fake. Don't like say, oh no, I don't, it's just my voice. No, it's not. Don't say it's your lyrics when it's not your lyrics and stuff like that. It's just, I don't get, like, if you're somebody who follows someone, like a vocalist, and then you find out they don't write their own lyrics, do you still listen to them in the same way? Or you're like, oh, I can't, like, connect with you now as an artist because what you're coming out with isn't actually your words is somebody else wrote it for you what do you think like does that something that puts you off like name a vocalist that you love and follow like somebody like a singer hmm there's not that many I don't really have I don't really I don't really have okay well when you were younger what do you who did you used to listen to before you found you don't want to know that answer (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, I'm interested now. <laughs> oh, Is it something you want to share on the podcast? Yeah, I don't. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> Go on. What do you used to listen no, to? I, I used well, you know, damn television, and I live at like the end of the earth, so we get yeah. very limited, li- very limited on what we can actually hear and what's going on in the world. But I was brainwashed to listen to like the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and yeah, yeah. Bone, and no, Bone Thugs and Harmony, TLC, you know, like all all the 90s stuff. But imagine if you found out that your most favorite one and you were a kid, like your most favorite one, was their their lyrics were just written for them. Like they don't have an emotional I, connection to okay, what they're I can, I can think of someone right now. How did, uh, the Weeknd? Yeah. I like yeah. his voice. For example, he's, he's, he's his, say all his, I don't think voice. he is, but say all his stuff. Is just made by other people. Like, for example, Britney Spears, most of her stuff, including the melodies of the songs, as in the vocal melody that she sings, has been done by other people. She just, she's just like their brand. And so, like, now the problem that she's got is she's got zero rights to any of her music. I think that's the case at the moment. So she's literally got, like, nothing because she was just a young kid that got used in that environment. So... For example, say The weekend's latest track, what was it called again? It's really nice, I can't remember what it's called now. But his, say his latest track was written by somebody else and also the melodies he sung was also written by somebody else. That wouldn't feel as cool anymore, would it? 
No. And that's the thing that happened. And then the race to become popular and the race to, to, to get your music up at the top, that's what kind of made all this fakery around people's voices come out. It's like, it did, they started doing that with, um, I can't remember which guitarist it was, but it was a guitarist that started to figure out that if he just recorded himself on the guitar doing some crazy stuff, and then in the mix they used to put it together to make new stuff, he'd have to learn how to play that stuff to do it live because it wasn't actually his creation. He just mixed it around. But, like I said, if if it sounds good at the end of the day, what's it matter? You know, it just, I just, as an old school guy, I like... Well, I say old school. Like I'm, I feel old because I'm like knocking on thirty now. But <laughs> um, as a person that would listen to music in the what's called the good old days, like rap music and stuff, it's a shame to see where it's coming. Some in some places and white, and it's so popular as well. Do you think like old people looked at the music we listen to, thinking, "What the fuck is this shit everyone's listening to"? I think that's just a transition. I think yeah. Ooh. Turn it up, blues. That's right. They're you going must, by. You must be playing my music over there. <laughs> I mean, it's on because it's so much fire. You got the fire trucks coming down the road. Oh dear. That, that was so cheesy. Bad. <laughs> that so bad. That was too much cheese in this burrito. Can I return? Yeah. <coughs> and that was that wasn't bad. Nice pun. That's cheesier than the outro, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what were you saying? Shit. Oh yeah, go on. You were saying about. Um, music you used to listen to and what did yeah, people I, I think, think that oh for sure it's, it's a generation thing the older generation was always wondering what the hell we were listening to in the 90s and you know and it's gonna go so on we're right now i'm at the point where like what the hell is the younger generation listening to like you call that music but they're into it i don't know i think it's yeah but but i actually like when i was growing up i liked all the older music all the 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 rock and roll and just uh, I think there was a lot more character so in music back then there was a lot more ability for there was a lot more ability in the musician back then like for example like look at how we make music right yeah look at how we make music in comparison to they used the way they used to make music like like for example how dead mouse will do music and when i watch these other uh, music producers who will literally play with I know we've talked about this before but they'll literally play with dials and stuff they'll play with dials and that's how they make their sound and then me and you are like going okay so we just download this sample edit it in serum it's all on the computer we don't play any instruments anymore we just send them and they're going boom 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 couple clicks of the, of the mouse yeah and there you go and then like a 16 year old can make a number one records uh, number one worldwide selling track that's that's the world we live in today but it gives more opportunity for people like for me it's like i started out making music on a computer and now i'm learning how to play instruments so but i feel as a yeah, musician it's... i have to learn to play instruments to feel validated as a producer i don't i feel i have to learn something i can't just do it all on the computer because it makes me feel like i'm half there you know yeah but in the end, as long as it sounds good. Are you getting distracted by the live stream? Are you getting distracted Kinda. by the live stream? For those of yeah, you listening, we are supporting <laughs> our friend and DJ. He was on uh, the podcast a couple of episodes ago. He's Mr. Country. He does live streams on a Sunday, Wednesday and Friday. 
Um, and today is one of those days. <laughs> I won't say which one. Today is one of those days, and we're just listening, watching his stream in the background whilst we're doing this podcast. And I don't know what it is. Maybe some of you that do Twitch streaming can let us know in the comments. But every now and again, like there's just video that spams the whole stream. I think it's a feature that he's added that people, if they get to a certain comment thing, or they can, I don't know, I don't know how it works. But sometimes you get like, because the guy's Russian, you get like the Russian anthem pop up in the middle of his his, his set. Which is quite interesting. Yeah. And he comes back on laughing afterwards like he's probably going to do now. Oh, I think his stream finished. I think his stream literally just finished and that was the outro of his stream. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Country, for that stream. Yeah, be sure to, be sure to check out his stream. Yeah, for sure. If you want to hear more about Mr. Country, check out episode 8. I think it's episode 8 of the Music Producer Burrito yep. podcast. Um, and yeah, he's pretty cool. Today he was doing Big Room. Um, and I think it would be nice to come on his live stream one day. Like, I don't know how we do it, but we'd figure that out. And I keep saying to you, like, ever since I saw this guy doing what he's doing, I was like, oh, Trevor, you need to get on this too. Like, get on Twitch <laughs> streaming. Get Just do it like a Twitch thing once a week or something. Like, he does it three times a week for three hours. He's quite dedicated. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's good because he's getting a decent following on there. Um, but yeah, it, it's interesting because you can genuinely listen to, um, oh, something went wrong with his stream, I think, he's just back. Is that right? Or have I just got this wrong? Oh, cool. Anyway, this isn't giving good value for content for the people listening if they're like, what they're looking at. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, he's got like a, what is that thing that's on the Twitch stream? You know, the, the, the on the bottom left of the screen, you've got like that arena thing. Like, what's all... What is that? How does that... Is that something that comes standard in Twitch? Do you know? Like, I have no clue about Twitch. Yeah, I'm not really a Twitch Twitch streamer. That'd be something Jane would know. She, it's pretty she cool. She was doing Twitch. Oh, right. Yeah, that's it. See, Jane, man. If you're listening, Jane, we need you back on the <laughs> podcast next week. <laughs> yeah. So we need to discuss Twitch streaming. Ah, oh, we should get her Twitch streaming too. That would be cool. That would be cool. Um, so yeah, well, what I can't remember, I can't remember what we were even talking about now before that happened. What were we even talking about? What genre of music is your favorite to make? Obviously, the stuff that you're making right now. But if you had a second favorite, what would you make? Hmm, that can't be a subgenre within the genre, can it? <laughs> well, it can. Oh. Just a different. Like it can't be too similar to your stuff. I'd probably say hip hop. I'd I'd make some. Yeah. Really? Alright, cool. Like, for me, I can't, I'd never expect you to say hip hop. Right, you need to do like a breakdown that's hip hop now in one of your <laughs> tracks. Like a, like a, like some, like, would trap be able to fall into that as well or just hip hop? What's that? You're kind of. <clears throat> trap music. Oh, like a, in, yeah, like a. Would, would the trap music fit in there yeah, as well or is it like just hybrid stuff? Yeah. Hybrid trap. Well, there you go. Like, <laughs> I want to hear like a trap hybrid track from you then. That's what I think you should do. But for me, um, what is that stuff, man? I mean, I remember we knew someone who was Norwegian and we asked him about it and I, he said it doesn't exist. I thought it was called Norwegian House. Like this kind of skippy type of track. Yeah. Like, have you ever heard um, Sparks from... Or Invincible by... Jesus, man, I'm rubbish at remembering names. <laughs> what I'll do is I'll probably like send you a link to the track. I mean, but it's like a little bit like what um, Faded was like, 
like that kind of like skippy trap track. I can't remember. Oh, fuck, I'm butchering this shit right now. <laughs> I'm butchering this shit right now, but I can hear it on my Spotify. Like, I've been listening there to it There are so many house, house genres. <laughs> and it's like some kind of... I've heard Polish people play it a lot, this type of stuff, and Russian people play it a lot. Um, have you ever heard of Lensko, NCS uh, artist? Well, he, pro- he produces NCS a lot. No, sir. No? What about Jim Yosef? No, no. Sir. <laughs> those are the guys that kind of make that type of music um but yeah that's that's the kind of stuff which is somewhat completely different to what i'm doing um i've kind of gone away from dance now haven't i i've gone to more like a bassy type of i don't know what the hell you call it other than what i've said like epic epic chill but then if i had a if i had a like a second that was you know the same as uh, same value to me as the other genre i tried to describe but butchered it would be like med- meditation music like I like doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. I like making that kind of stuff. And for those of you who make music and you want to like use your skill to make more money in streaming income and stuff like that, meditation music is so popular right now. So so popular right now. You get you would I guarantee you make some meditation music, get it on a decent playlist on Spotify. You would have millions and millions and millions of streams every month because it's a growing area of music on Spotify, especially. Because people like meditating. More and more people are meditating. Yoga and all that type of jazz. You know? Um, and people listen to meditation music. Like, would you make meditation music? I know I've spoke to you about this before. Because I'm, like, kind of doing something with meditation. Would yeah, you do? Yeah, I would, I would make some nice ambient stuff, like I would think. super chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that. But no kick. You can't use a kick. No kicks at all. Just find, just find some psych, psychedelic uh, Native American music. Your vocals in the background yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you could do the vocals to that. So that would be funny. That would bring up another good question. So, how important is it for an artist to, to you know, to stick? Do you stick to one genre that you're good at and keep uh, releasing and build off that, or is it okay to to step out and like create something different? Like, if I were to release an EDM song and then the next song I release is a hip hop song. Like, you, do you think that is a crucial decision in the music industry? Because, you know, they say make, make a name for yourself within that genre, find your certain sound. But I mean, I would love to be able to make loads of different genres, like as in use Charlie England to just do all sorts. But I do get the point of you're trying to attract an audience and we might like lots of different genres of music and like to make them. But your audience might not be interested in listening to your trap music if you... If they came across listening to Future House or Future Bounce or whatever it is yeah. that is there. So that's why I would I would say to Thank everyone, you. if you have a deep passion to make different genres of music, make different names up. Like do different artist profiles. Alias. And, and yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's why I do. I mean, a lot of people get put off by it because of the money of promoting two, the cost of promoting two or the time it takes to promote two. But if it's something you really like to do, and I, I take it from my own advice. Like I used to get like, a bit down not making other genres of music I'd be like oh I don't want to just make this like I want to do all sorts of stuff but why can't people just like that I do all sorts of stuff but it's not it's not like that so what I've done with my Charlie England one is it's more like this epic chill stuff but it's not that bad if I throw in a bit of EDM music so I might just drop a dance track um, in there and it won't it won't clash too much with what my people are interested in but definitely that 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 profile is more about this chill kind of big bass stuff whereas like i got different names 
Lonely Moon's another one, which will do trap music and hip hop music and stuff like that. And then, um, obviously, like as you know, Ditty Cadence is a rapping and singing and stuff like that. So, which is its own hip hop genre. To to it can be all sorts. Of that I mean, it's just a vocal, a vocal kind of profile. But I mean, it, would you have another kind of alias? Would you open up another alias to make the second most favorite genre that you make, or would you think that's too much like hard work? Mm, not that it's so much hard work. It's just I want to f- focus on the one brand and make that good. I feel that you know if if you just love doing it, then who cares? There are no rules, no boundaries. Just release whatever you want. But for the music industry standards, I would suggest that maybe you stick with what you're good at and build, like you said, build an audience like that. And if you do want to go a different way, uh, like you said, make another alias account to produce that specific genre. But, but also, you know, if you focus on your one and you build up a, a good following and, you know, social media standpoint, the fact that I can start producing other music cause I already have that following. So they'll be like, yeah, his music's pretty good. Let's, Let's hear what this is. You know, we've talked about it so many times in other episodes about how other producers are stepping out of their main genre and peop- like fans are giving them shit, being like, yeah. Yeah. you know, go back to making the old stuff. And then when they go back to making the old stuff, people are like, no, nah, this sucks. Like, yeah. we want to hear something new. It's like, it's a never I think what's important is you go that. with what you want to do as, a, as an artist. Don't always... I mean, you need to cater to the audience you've created. But if you're signed to a label, yeah, you can't make other music. They won't let you. They'll you make what they tell you to make. Yeah, or they'll tell you. Yeah, in yeah. most cases. Yeah, maybe not. Depends what kind of a relationship you have with with the label. Well, it depends on how strong and powerful your following is when you join the label. If that label that made you your following, then you got to listen to what the label's doing because they made you. Like, if you're someone who's already massive and decides to join a new label, you get a bit more power in going, no, I'm not going to make that track. Like, I know there's a hell of a lot of rappers out there that rap stuff that they probably don't want to rap. It's just what the labels are saying is working. Like, there's that. Because when you hear them so similar to each other and they're coming from the same label, you know the labels just hit a certain niche and it's like, yeah, let's keep milking this type of music. Like, um, what I think me and Jane had a conversation before on a previous podcast where we're talking about um, a lot of major EDM labels, their music sounds the same. Like it's from, it can all be from the same artist because they're so similar. But I think it's because people people find a niche that is loved by many people. I mean, what do you guys call niche out there? Do you call it niche? Like a specific area of interest that's unique to a small number of people. Do you call it a niche really or a niche? Make- you're really huh? going to make me feel that uneducated um, while we're recording. <laughs> I, <have no> idea. <laughs> I don't want to say it wrong. That's all to, to um, people that speak American. Um, but yeah, the main point main point to that shit, man. What was I even saying? Dude, it's not even late and I just forgot my trend. <laughs> it's, this, it's this stream in the background. I want to like jump up and down and like, go, go for it. It's a good stream. It's like, again, if, again yeah. if, you go, if you want to listen to music... And on Twitch and stuff, Mr. Country is a really good one to follow. And it's just Mr. underscore C... Uh, no, butchered that. Mr. underscore K-A-N-3. He's not paying us. Like, we're not endorsed to say that. It's just genuine. We <laughs> like this guy. We had him on the podcast. But anyway. That's um, what we do. We're here, to, we're here to help you guys out. Yeah, and if you <laughs> if want... You wanna, if you, you want to take our shitty advice... <laughs> 
Yeah, we're morons, by the way. Like, don't like take it as golden. Mm. Don't come back to me going, "You said I do this, and now my That's music doesn't said. work." I'm like, no, no, we're just sharing our experience and what we've experienced with our other music friends and stuff. But if you were, if you're signed to a label and your label is making you money and making you a bigger artist and giving you the ability to make more people happy with your music, then go with what they're saying. But if you want to make your own music too, make a new alias and start doing it, man. Like life's too short and now there's a, in today's world it's so much easier to do it yeah you've got to pay for your copyright and stuff like that so there's a cost to it but there's so much more capability for you to make your own alias now than it used to be it's literally just creating a digital space like make a social media account yeah. make a SoundCloud account you're already going on your way distribute your music you got yourself on Spotify under that name make sure you register that music Wherever you are, if you're in America, then it's going to be um, ASCAP and stuff like that. If it's over here, you're looking at PRS. Um, and, you know, it's a lot easier now. So much easier. And also, if you can't make artwork to make branding and stuff, go on Fiverr. It's not like it used to be, man. It used to cost you so much money to do all this stuff. And go on. The, I'm sure there's other apps out there that are super simple, simple yeah, yeah. to use, like Again. the can, the Canva app. And, but if you want something like really good and unique and fresh, that you'll want to, yeah, like Charlie said, reach out to someone on Fiverr. You could probably find someone to do it for five to fifteen dollars. Or yeah, I'm sure there's groups out there that are for graphic design. Yeah, they might playing. be. They actually might be playing Modern Warfare on your phone. No, that was I got I got a <laughs> phone call just now. That's all. Sorry. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, the the also in the uh, members of the Ableton Live Music Production Group, they have people. There's graphic design designers in that group. Get in touch with them if you need artworkers. Then that's a really cool thing about Facebook groups. That's what I'm saying. It's so much easier to get stuff done these days. Like, you know, you don't have to have any limitations. If you want to make your own music, I think we've said that enough now. If you want to make your own music, make it, man. Change whatever genre you want and make it. <laughs> do, 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 do. No, it's all right. I'm just getting messages because um, my mother's traveling and we're just making sure she's all good. Like My, my stepbrother just oh. posted saying, Mother bird, as she's a mother bird all good. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. I call my mom Mother Goose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do, Mother Goose. That's funny. So, does she call you like Baby Goose or something? Like, what does she? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Hey. Oh man, I didn't hear that for like thirteen years. Is going to school. Yeah. She wouldn't come upstairs to wake us up. She'd yell from the bottom, "Travis, <laughs> are you up?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you like had a Mama Goose, Baby Goose thing. What would okay? Think would you? What would your second? Oh man, you probably don't want to share this actually because you don't want someone else to rob it. But what would your other alias name be? I was gonna ask. Like you should have baby goose. So. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> I have no idea. That'd be a tough one. How do you? How easy that, is it when you came up with party to go? Like you can answer the last one if you want, but I don't want someone to it rob just, it from you. But it just. It's, it just came to me. I don't know. It was like in a dream. A lot of <laughs> <laughs> like an angel really. came to the bottom of your bed and said, "You will now be be called Party to Go." <laughs> I don't know. It kind of just like kind of fit the description, I guess, because it's like a, a a duo, me and my wife. So cute. 
I can't remember. She didn't. She didn't. She didn't like the name. <laughs> she doesn't like the name. Oh, that's not good. No. <laughs> I thought you named Party to Go as it was like some kind of business idea, like you do like live sets and stuff. That your company model was called Party to Go, like you can hire. That'd be me a good idea. I, I think I noticed out there that there are a couple of like party catering services in the U.S. called Party to Go. <laughs> oh, is and there? there? Oh, right, and there, there's then. there's like an album that MTV put out back in the '90s called MTV's Party to Go. That's not where I got oh, it from. Right. I can't okay. remember why I came up with that. But wait, half these people are just, they're going, like, Post Malone, and he just, he went on a a song, or a artist name, Generator, or DJ name, Generator. On. Yeah, oh, he's so cool, man. Like, I like pretty, him. I, he's really I, cool. I, yeah, I like his music. He's one of those people that I'd love to meet one day. Like They say, like, never meet your heroes type of thing. But, like, he seems like such a chill guy, like a guy that, like, if, isn't full of shit, like... If we get well, him to, if we, if we ever get him to come on the Music Producer Burrito, we gotta have him get a tattoo of the Music Producer Burrito tattooed somewhere. <laughs> Where's he gonna put it, man? I know. I think for the Doritos, did, I don't know if that's for real, did he really get, like, a Dorito chip, like, tattooed by his eye? I could be wrong. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but he sounds like cool enough to do something like that. Like, if you haven't checked out um, Joe Rogan's podcast with him, you should check it out. It's quite entertaining. They literally start off going, "Those <laughs> mushrooms were good," or something like that. Like they literally done mushrooms before they go on the podcast. But yeah, it, it's interesting. You know, Miley Cyrus is apparently going to be on that podcast. Really? Miley Cyrus, yeah, he's going to have Miley Cyrus, and I think t- Mike Tyson's going to come <laughs> back on as well. I think he was saying. I really oh hope shit! Did David Blaine do his thing today? I don't know. Fuck! I forgot. Shit! I need to go on YouTube to see if he's still alive. I think we would have heard about it. We 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 like, probably I mean, would have heard I'm about it. I'm genuinely worried about the guy. It on hey, he did it! He did it! He did it! He did it! As in, the live stream happened. Ah, balls, man! I really wanted to watch that live. Like the guy was. Did you know what he was gonna do? Mm-mm. Like go off into into the into the sky with the balloons, basically. Do you know that? So he was just gonna float and like holding on to the balloons and. Float, no, he's float. he's filled up. He's filling up massive balloons. So if this is now, if he's done it, he's filled up massive balloons uh, with helium, and he's holding on with one arm, and it takes him up twenty th- twenty three thousand feet, and then he has to. There'll be a plane or something going along with uh, a jet, uh, not a jetpack, <laughs> with a parachute. And he has to put the parachute on and come back to Earth. Wow. Like, it's fucking he, crazy. He had a parachute he hidden just... underneath his clothes. Before no. <laughs> no. I wonder, is he going to do it then or not? Let me just, I'm just going to skip through the live stream to see if he that's, does that's not, do it. I thought David Blaine was Fuck. like, isn't he like magician? Fuck, he actually does it, man. I'm just going to quickly flick through what happened in the, in the stream <laughs> to see if it actually happened. Because they've been having lots of weather problems and it's not safe. They're actually literally about the point where they're strapping him in. I wonder. Oh my goodness! I wonder what kind of music he was listening to when he was jumping. Out. I don't think he has the music. <laughs> I don't. I think maybe in his imagination he's got music going. But oh, what a crazy bastard! To do that, man, it's crazy. Like, I thought he was more of a magician his... instead of a daredevil <coughs> stunt artist. He's kind, yeah. It's like he wants to create memories as well. He's like he loves Houdini, 
So mm-hmm. Houdini was like a bit of a stuntman too, wasn't he? So he, he kind of grew up wanting to be like him. Again, I know I don't know why I keep plugging Joe Rogan, but listen to his podcast or watch his podcast with David Blaine. It's quite an entertaining one. You like it. Um, let me see. Let me let me just fast forward this and see if he actually starts to ascend. Oh dear, like he actually is gonna. They're taking him to the launch bay. Like this is for real. <laughs> everyone, everyone who's listening, happening. you guys will have to check out the. Oh no! The, seriously, the man, if this is if he actually has done it, go over to YouTube, type in David Blaine and watch that um, the stream that he put out. It's available now, obviously, um, but they did do it live with YouTube Originals. Um, I don't think anyone's done this before. I can safely say that nobody's done this before. But he wanted to do it over New York. But I think some, I don't know what, maybe it wasn't safe to do it over New York because of the, all the fucking planes or some shit. <laughs> like, can you imagine? You get, you're doing it and you're like, oh my God, I've, I've broken records and shit and a fucking plane pops your shit. Because if one balloon pops, he's fucked. Like, I, that was always like, how do they make sure he doesn't die? Are they going to have like someone in the plane with a, with, a, with a parachute ready to go fly down and catch him if they can keep up? I don't know. Right, they're taking him to the launch launch area. Uh, why is my internet playing up now? He's literally they have to hold him down. He's still like, he's holding on. He's already holding on with one arm, which I don't. You shouldn't do that yet because his arm's gonna get tired and shit. But they're actually holding him down because he's already floating off. <laughs> so like, oh, it'd be so much better if I actually shared this on this Zoom call with you, so you can actually see what I'm looking at. Or if you went on YouTube yourself and just had a look. Um, but let me just, I just want to see if he does it and then I'll yeah. come back to the I'll world of it. music producer burrito. <laughs> I'll check out <laughs> Those of you listening, seriously, like, I've been looking forward to this ever since I heard he was doing it. Um, and yeah, if you, if you just go on YouTube and check it out, it's good entertainment, man. It really is good entertainment, so. Okay, well. The, the stream wouldn't be on there if it went wrong, would it? They would have taken it off, wouldn't it, if, if something went wrong? And like, he fell from the Yeah, I don't know, that's a good question. I should just go on the news, shouldn't I? And just like type in David Blaine and see if anything comes up. Because <laughs> you think you would have heard about it on social media? Oh, like in the year 2020, uh, when all this watch- crazy shit's going on in the world, this guy goes on a fucking balloon journey with one arm attached to the fucking... It's a crazy world we live in, man. It's nice, though. It's nice that this has happened this year when such bad shit's been going on. Don't you think? There's my ass getting emotional now. What were you going to say? Um, I was going to say while you were watching that, I just wanted to let people know that who are listening, who are in the group, uh, there was another free giveaway contest by, how would you say it, Noisy Wolf, uh, teamed up with the group to do a free giveaway, he's given away an, an Akai, jeez, I don't even know what the prize is that he's given away. <laughs> Isn't he giving like um? It's hold an, on a second. It's an Akai that. MIDI controller. Oh, is that what he's giving away? Yeah. So if you if you guys oh, are interested and want to join that, that, head over to the page, check out his post. He wants to direct you to his Instagram for the directions to to know how to enter. Uh, I believe it's limited mm-hmm. to only certain countries. Yeah. Probably should have. Oh yeah, genuinely, you can get a free. That's cool. That's good of him. That's nice. Manny, uh, nice wolf. Is that how you say that? Nixie, Nixie wolf. But no, if you if you haven't seen it, go on to the Ableton Live Music Prediction Facebook group and go up to the, the announcement at the top of the screen. 
I think it should be there. It's announcement number 35 if you haven't seen it. Yep, should be pinned to the top. See, that's the thing I like he's, about Facebook groups, especially this one. He's you got get, some good tutorials. Good his, his tutorials are super super yeah. quick and clean and straight to the point. And I have been using a couple of them in my, my tracks to help the quicken the workflow, which is important. There you go. We all learn from everybody. Um, and we we won't mention it in this episode, but we've got some really cool prizes coming. Yeah. Uh, we were contacted by some really interesting people about something they want to help us give away. Um, and we're going to obviously do that in a competition when, like, Trevor has decided what he wants to do with the competition. I think we decided we were going to do a remix competition or original song yeah. contest would be the, the next thing we do. The next one that we'll do is the original song contest. So, so yes, keep 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 yourself post keep yourself posted to uh, checking us out because we will drop information as soon as we check it out. know exact dates. Yeah, so you can check, check, it, check it later, yeah. and <laughs> you can check it you out. Can check, check it out, please. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> figure it out. Off topic completely. When I got all excited about the David Blaine thing, and <laughs> um, we were talking about Post Malone, talking about the tattoos. We talk, yeah. Post Malone, The Weeknd. You, so you've got some favorite vocalists then, I think. Post Malone, The Weeknd. Who else would you say is in your top three? Hmm. Like, I know you like your Lindsay still. Oh, my God, Trevor, he's doing it, man. <laughs> the guy's floating off into the fucking sky with one fucking... Can you even... Can you... Oh, I wish you there. You can see it, kind. There you go, look. Oh, jeez, eh? <laughs> <laughs> the guy's flying up into the sky. And I bet you as he's going, he's saying, check you later. Check you later. <laughs> check out music producer burrito. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. His daughter's watching. That's scary shit, isn't it? Like, his daughter's watching it. Brave. Like, on the floor. She's watching from the ground. I bet, yeah, there are people out there that would rather do that stunt than post their music for feedback within the group. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's that terrifying. But that, I think the group that... The, the, the Ableton group is a good one because you don't get that savagery in there. You don't get that savagery in there. You genuinely get people trying to help you. And if then, just so you guys know, if there is any really rude, savage people, they normally get taken out of the group. They either get a warning, depending on how severe it is, yep. but they either get a warning or they get kicked. We don't want people giving us a shit for somebody trying to get ask for help. It's just not. It's we just not what don't the take about. no shit from nobody. And nobody <laughs> is more important than anybody in that group. So no matter how popular you might be in that group, if you if you like, kind of. Treat someone with disrespect and you offend somebody like you, yep. you gotta go. But everyone who's listening into in that group as well, we can't see everything because there is thirty thousand of you in that group is super. Yeah, thirty thousand. How so, about that? Yeah. <laughs> about eight months old. Thirty thousand. Thank you all. We yeah, have re- report you, uh, back to the spam. If someone's going against the rules, you know, help us out. Report it to one of the admins. Um, we're going to add some new moderators. I don't know why. Charlie's still showing me the, the video of David flying on balloons. It's because he's now floating sideways. I f- <laughs> Every time you show me it, I feel like it's that Disney cartoon or the Pixar cartoon. <laughs> I think the guy, that's what he wanted. The guy with the house. And Hold the on. 
Oh, I was going to say, how come you can see the giveaway, but it's because I'm a main screen reflecting off my screen. Can you see the giveaway in the, like, in the, dis- in the background? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good promotion, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think that's why he was trying to capture like a Disney moment for people. And he, he wanted that picture of him going off up into the clouds like that. <clears throat> this guy's crazy. This guy's crazy. That's a good way to promote your music, isn't it? Being an artist that does crazy stunts being crazy <laughs> like like you've got a new release and for that new release you're going to jump off a plane like Heard it. Have, you ever, have you ever seen the movie airheads oh it's with I uh, say, yeah but i don't think it's that. with uh da, 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 brendan brendan fraser uh adam sandler and the one guy from the armageddon movie like the crazy one that borrowed a bunch of money from a, a loan shark and just spent it all on strippers and cocaine because he, he knew he wasn't coming back. He knew it was like a death mission and he ended up making it back anyway. It's that skinny guy, but anyway, they're they're all like, it's like a 90s movie. They're, you know, a metal band trying to make it, make it big or get like labels to listen to their demo. So the leader of the group, Brendan Fraser, sne- sneaks into the record label and they kind of like piss on his tracks and then he goes back again and then him and his buddies take everyone hostage with uh, squirt guns that look like real guns and then in, oh, in, the, right. in yeah. the end in the end like all they wanted was to play their song so they set up like a live live concert or that was the plan I'm not gonna spoil the movie for you if you haven't seen it, it it's no, good it, seen it. it it's about it. music it, it probably actually really happened in certain days I'm sure there's a lot of extent that artists went to to try and get a label to listen to their tracks yeah. because you know the internet and shit wasn't always around so how else would you have gotten your music to them besides like yeah. stalking someone into their favorite restaurant and <laughs> slipping that fucking that tape in their pocket or something as they're walking away <laughs> you know they didn't have micro usb chips in or something yeah no uh, it, it, uh, that is i'm gonna check out that movie though what was it called again airheads airheads yes Airheads, okay, I'm gonna check that out. Is there like a is there like a movie that's good for music producers to watch? Like is there a good like DJ or a music <laughs> no, Though please. I know there's that thing on Netflix. What's it called? No, it's it's about uh, a guy that the does Zac, the hip hop. I was gonna say the Zach Afron movie. Fucking no 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 no. It's this guy friends. and he's please he's no. like I think he's like autistic or something or he has an ability that's really unique and he can and it's based upon a true story i think um i might have have got that wrong so don't quote me on that they used to um, turn up charlie Charlie. he's able (laughs) (laughs) he's able to make music like super quickly like he's a super fast producer and he's a young lad and a a, a guy in the hip-hop industry picks him up and goes this guy's one of the best music producers ever it's a tv series that came on netflix Oh, that that's something that. that's probably out there for music producers. Uh, I can't remember the name of it now, but it, it did look good. It did look very good. I mean, um, there, and that that go on. There's there's lots of music documentaries out there that you know if you're looking for a way for in, inspiration that doesn't inv- that doesn't involve listening to music. If you want to take a break from listening to music, go watch mm-hmm. a documentary. Yeah, uh, 100%. there's whether you're making EDM, rock, or whatever. There's there's yeah, a lot of them out all there. Sorts. I mean, Steve Aoki's got a documentary on there, hasn't he? Does he? On Netflix. Is yeah, it Steve Aoki's got... Eat My Cake? Eat My Cake. I love how he made his pizza brand. 
pizza okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. clever. Um, but yeah, it's um, I'll I'll quickly just get the name of it because I think you'd like to watch that because of the, all the DJ side of things. Um, music producer Netflix have some great music and I think on Amazon they've got one on Ed Sheeran for those of you who like Ed Sheeran but there are some like um, there's a few actually I'm just looking at this uh, article that's showing a few things there's obviously the hip hop evolution one which is quite interesting because there's some of that we've been talking about a lot the evolution of hip hop how things have changed um, with hip hop um, but yeah they, they, they 100% remember a Steve Aoki documentary uh, on Netflix I think it's called I'm, I'll sleep when I'm yeah I'll sleep when I'm dead and it's basically about him being like the the the, the is the hardest work he was the hardest working DJ at one point wasn't he like he did nearly every day of the year doing gigs like mm. that's crazy like he didn't sleep for 14 days once or some shit nearly did, killed and killed himself by working so hard who are Steve we Aoki about? oh Steve Aoki Steve yeah, Aoki there's Avicii. There's some documentaries on Avicii out there. Uh, did Armin Van Buren have one? See, I'm talking from the EDM side, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> but yeah, if 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 you go, if you want to check it out, it's called "I'll Sleep When I'm Dead," the the documentary about um, Steve Aoki, which is probably a good one for you, I think, definitely. It came out in 2016, so I'm surprised you haven't already. It's a Grammy-nominated documentary, you know. Like it was, it was well received uh, as a good documentary. Nice. But yeah, would you do a documentary if you did well in your career? Would you like have a uh, party to go, like a Trevor documentary? That yeah, I would. Life? I feel like if I had a camera <coughs> following me around twenty four seven my entire life, that uh, this would be the best movie ever for all the shit that I went through. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure. Imagine if everyone had had like their own body cam installed in them when they were young and you could record your entire life and look back on everything how oh. weird would that be yeah yeah like they did a program i don't know if they did the same in america but they did a program in england called this is your life and they would literally like get people from your past like your your first grade tutor and teacher and like your first crush at school and or like maybe your enemy at school or the one that bullied you and shit and then they bring them back as all adults and they all talk about it and stuff it's quite interesting hmm. and they dig up like stuff that you don't normally you wouldn't think people would dig up <clears throat> so this is the person that you um i don't know about like oh my head's like say the person you lost your virginity to but i don't know <laughs> if that one's <clears throat> gonna be on there but you know like when it comes to awkward tv have you ever heard of a comedian called Jimmy Carr? Mm-mm. Jimmy, he's funny as fuck. You should check him out. If you get easily offended by comedy, don't check him out because he's like real ruthless kind of comedy. <laughs> um, Jimmy Carr, he does it with an American woman. I can't remember her name now, but she's blonde, but she lives in England. And anyway, so she... Um, hold on a second. I might have got the David Blaine stuff wrong because he's just put a parachute on it. He's only at 8,300 feet. So maybe he's not going to go that high. I don't know. Anyway, sorry, ignore me. <laughs> I'm just still looking at this stream going, fuck, he's so high right now. Um, <clears throat> um, he does a program with her where they get um, people to come on and then they bring, like, they come on with their, their girlfriend or their boyfriend and then they bring on their ex to sit on the sofa and they've got to do, like, a quiz, like, a lie detector quiz, like, who do you think's hotter? This your current girlfriend or your past girlfriend and they both sat on the sofa next to each other. 
and then he'll say oh my current girlfriend obviously but it turns out he's trying shit so like his girlfriend's like oh so you think she's hotter than me and it's really awkward really fucking awkward tv to watch if you like that sort of stuff like thanks to you i'm watching that what's that fucking shit you've got me watching man? are you are you Chick-a-doo, watching letter kenny i think it's Chick-a-doo. Did you watch uh, some Letter Kenny? You yeah, can't. You can't find the episodes on YouTube. That them are all just snippets. Yeah, I've been yeah. watching snippets of it. I've been watching snippets of it and stuff. So yeah, it's like, yeah, I can't. I was like, why the hell? How did I end up starting watching this? Like, he showed me one clip of them guys throwing the, the baseball at each other, and he's like going, "Oh, she stuck my finger up the butts of my butts hole." It's <laughs> 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 funny. But stuff like that is it's interesting how what different people like. Like you guys got um what did we call it? Shameless? Yeah. We we have a, a special Hi. guest for a moment. If you wanna come say hello. Look who joined us. Hi. Hey Jane. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> we were saying how we want you back on the podcast next week to talk about um the twitch side of things because we have no idea what we were talking about earlier i mean like jane would actually know what we were trying to say yeah oh just remind jane about the david blaine thing really oh <coughs> carly's been watching the david blaine go up stunt where he's holding the balloons and going up eighty thousand feet or eight thousand feet he's gonna die he already did it oh he did do it well i think he's i think he's alive are he's still doing it no, this is, I tell her that this was streamed a few hours ago, so it's already happened. It was streamed a few hours ago, so it was already happened. Crazy bastard. This dude is insane. Like, <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm off with Michael Blaine. Like, if you feel the need to die all the time, like... Yeah, life's not enough. What were you going to say, Trevor? Those of you listening, you was going to say something? Yeah, I was going <clears> to <throat> get ready to send it. Send it. Send it. Wrap that shit up. Wrap that shit up. Say something stupid so I can put it there. <laughs> something stupid so I can put it at the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>